tell you about Roland the Farter, who, as you may have already figured out, was a bloke who was famous for, yes, that's right, his beautiful singing voice. No, uh, this this uh, this fellow was a flatulist. He was a professional farter. So forget every dream job that you've ever thought of, because you're never going to beat Roland. Roland lived in 12th century England during the rule of King Henry II, the great-grandson of William the Conqueror, husband of Eleanor of Aquitaine, episode 134, get across it. And quite aside from being an extremely powerful and important monarch, Henry also seemed to have truly excellent taste when it came to entertainment because he employed Roland the Farter as a jester, paying him very well indeed for his uh, services, I guess you could say. But before we get to that, Let's talk in a uh, in a broader sense about flatulism or professional performative farting. Now, this is not a new thing, right? Even in the 12th century, evidence from as far back as the 5th century indicates that, that flatulists would perform their noble work uh, all the way from Europe across to Asia. Uh, a little after Roland's time, in fact, there was a Japanese flatulist known as the king of farts. So it really is a venerable and worthy art form. I'm sure you'll agree, an art form that I very enthusiastically practice as an amateur, of course. I would never put myself on the level of some of the professionals out there. But it's something that, you know, for, for as long as I can remember, I've been very passionate about as a hobby, a craft that I've always been looking to to hone further and improve upon. And I'm sure many listeners are in a very similar position. And for those who aren't, I mean, look, we've talked about this, Right legendarily famous artists from history have incorporated farts and that sort of thing into the the grandest of their works. We've got Mozart and his scatology. Shakespeare had fart jokes in his writing, as did Chaucer and Twain. Even Benjamin Franklin, I'm sure we'll cover that at some point. And ancient Greek plays all the way thousands of years ago even had fart jokes in them. So, Let's get off our high horses here and just enjoy a bit of the brown thunder, eh? And that's certainly what King Henry II did, as I say. Uh, as you probably know, rich medieval courts would hire professional entertainers, right? There's no Disney Plus back then. Can't put Always Sunny on for your fifth rear watch. Sorry, Henry, old mate. So Henry, like any self-respecting medieval monarch, had entertainers to keep his court amused. Bit of singing, bit of dancing, maybe some poetry, some acrobatics. All sounds very highbrow, of course, but... What medieval court would be complete without a jester coming out, making a fool of himself, jokes and bells and pratfalls and all the rest of it? And this is where Roland the Farter comes in, because he was a court jester for Henry II and is famous even today, nearly a thousand years later, for his terrific ability to blast out great big echoing ear-splitting farts. I wish, I really, really wish I had some more details as to the nature of Roland's performances, what they looked like. Well, no, not what they looked like, what they sounded like, although I guess we can probably pass on what they smelt like. But alas, records of Roland's performances and what he did and how he did it lost to time. So I'll leave it to your imagination to think about the doubtless raucous laughter and applause that would have accompanied him as he took centre stage in front of a crowd of knights and nobles and just ripped ass like a maniac. We do know a few things about his performances. We know that he could fart on cue 
Uh, and presumably, he found ways to maximise volume and timbre and intensity while perhaps minimising the more malodorous qualities of his art form. Or maybe not. Who knows? Maybe Henry II was a dirty boy who loved a bit of a stink. You know, hmm? could, have, well, could have been the case. But what we certainly do know about uh, Henry, and, and this is why, this is, this is the reason we know so much about Roland today. This is because, check this out. His performances impressed Henry so much. He was so beloved by the king that he was granted a country manor and a hundred acres of land to go with it. This is an absurdly wealthy gift to bestow upon someone. By way of comparison, back then, if you had, say, 30 acres of land, people would consider you to be very well off indeed. But Roland got three times that just for being a trumpet bum. Now, this land was not given away for free. There were strings attached. Henry did demand a certain rent be paid by Roland for this manor and its uh, and its estates. And this is the reason that we know about Roland in the first place, right? It's because his name appears in bookkeeping documents, specifically the Book of Fees, which kept track of the debts and the rents and the payments owed to the English crown around this time. So you go through the Book of Fees and there are details about, you know, this parcel of land being given to that person who owes such and such in rent every year. All very serious, right? This is this is cut and dried finance. There's no messing about here. But buried in all this boring, stodgy accounting is this incredible entry. Right? And this is where we have the rock-solid, hard evidence of Roland the Farter on the historical record. Roland the Farter was obliged to provide for the king every year unum saltum et siffultum et unum bumulum. Now, translated from Latin, this says a leap, a whistle, and a fart. And presumably, this payment was to be made Concurrently, if this interpretation is to be believed, Roland the Farter could simultaneously leap into the air, let out a whistle and drop his guts. And that is quite a trick, one perhaps worthy of a rich country estate. But the story gets even better because this rent that he had to pay, right, his leap, his whistle and his fart, this rent was due at a very specific time each year. As part of this agreement, Roland had to perform his leap, whistle and fart each year at the king's annual Christmas celebration. So if nothing else, it is fair to say that the British royal family's taste in Yuletide entertainment certainly has changed. And I, for one, consider that to be a great shame. I think a lot more people would tune in for the King's Christmas speech if there were a chance that we'd see someone jump into the air while whistling and farting. Anyway... Even as a mere court jester, as an object of ridicule and mockery, Roland rose to become very wealthy and very successful, a significant landholder. And look, while details on his life are pretty sketchy, I don't know how his career ended up going after this lofty peak of being granted a country estate for his talents. I can give you one last interesting detail about his legacy. Eventually, sadly, but inevitably, Roland died. And as the world mourned the loss of his magnificent talent, his manor passed to his son, Hubert, and then late in later years passed to Hubert's son, Geoffrey. But these blokes, they were no flatulists. And even if they had picked up their father's trade, 
Could they have pulled off Roland's incredible trick of the leap, the whistle and the fart? Because if not, they are going to have trouble making rent. Don't forget, the Book of Fees specifically says the holder of this manor, the holder of this estate, owes the king a leap, a whistle and a fart every year on Christmas. So what are they going to do to stay in this home? Well, rather boringly, it does seem that later financial records indicate the holders of Roland's estate uh, had their rent changed. Uh, They had the rent charged in cash instead. 26 shillings and 8 pence rather than the leap, the whistle and the fart. And I tell you this. It's a great shame. If I had the option to leap, whistle and fart at my landlord, I'd be a much richer man than I am today and in more ways than one, let me tell you. Anyway, that is the story of Roland the Farter. And you you might think that all this talk of farting is crass or off-putting. And if so, here's what I have to say to you. Farting is, as ridiculous as this might sound, it is something that actually connects humanity across the centuries and millennia. We all fart, and whether you find it gross or hilarious, or both maybe, farts have been a long-standing source of both disgust and humour for us as a species for thousands and thousands of years. You might look across the vast stretch of human history as civilizations have risen and fallen. You might think that you have nothing in common with the life experience of the ancient Babylonian farmer or the medieval European blacksmith or the early modern Mesoamerican warrior. But even if you don't share a language or a culture or anything else with these people, all of you would probably screw up your noses and perhaps even laughed if someone dropped their guts. And... For me, at least, there's something really beautiful about that, something that transcends the temporal boundaries that separate us from our ancestors, a way to feel connected to every human that has come before us. Our long-dead forebears would never have conceived of things like cars and planes and smartphones. Even something like a hot shower would be incredibly alien to them, but... You blast out a real ripper for them and the centuries melt away in raucous laughter, leaving the commonality of human experience. And if you can do this while jumping and whistling at the same time, hey, maybe you might con a king into giving you a hundred acre estate as well. <laughs>